0: everybody! Hello, hello, hello! Happy Tuesday, Happy Mars Day! Let's get it popping. It's six oh five a.m. on a Tuesday. It's going up on a Tuesday. That's how I'm feeling, and I know it's early for some of y'all, but early bird catches the worm. Spirit has been waking me up so bright and early, <laughs> bright eyed and bushy tailed, as we like to say, and I'm feeling amazing. You know, like. I feel like there's a lot of things shifting for the collective right now, which I think we talked about this in a previous podcast how um in the upcoming months in the upcoming months we're going to experience a lot of shifts, a lot of transformation, a lot of upgrades that we're uh receiving as individuals and beings. And just man peace and blessings y'all. By the way, <laughs> it's Zane Spirit with the Living in Spirit podcast brought to you by Soul Drive Global. Got a little carried away there. All right. All right. And I just wanted to let you know that it is so wonderful to get your feedback. It is amazing to hear y'all's stories. So you can actually leave us voice messages on the Anchor app with your situation if you want advice from me in spirit. Um, and if you don't want to leave a voice message, that's fine, too. You can also email us at souldriveglobal@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So I'm super excited to get in your submissions. Please, in the header, put a uh, podcast submission, and then sign it with whatever name, whether that be anonymous or a nickname that you would like to go by whenever addressing your situation on the podcast in future episodes. Uh, so thank you guys so much for all of the support. We're at like 200 listens right now. I am just so excited for that. Um, it really just brightens up my day makes me all giddy inside, (laughs) but I'm doing this for you guys. So I love when you guys send me topics. And one of the major topics that has been a must see, a must hear, a demanding, pressing issue is generational trauma, working through generational curses, um, and also working through generational wealth, building generational wealth. So these are some things that we're going to talk about during this episode. So thank you guys for your support. Please uh, share, subscribe, like get us on Apple music, get us on uh, our Apple podcast, get us on Spotify, on any of the eight or nine platforms that we are offered. Um, and thank you guys also for sticking through some of the ads that may be during this show. And if you'd like to sponsor any of our uh, podcast episodes, definitely contact me and I'd be happy to give you guys a shout out. So other announcements before we get started in the, um, the actual shenanigans for today. Um, I'm so excited to announce that I actually have a Patreon now, and I'm offering some discounted services on there just for being a monthly patron. So there's three different tiers of readings, and it starts at $5 for a three-card read monthly, which is really dope. I think you guys, a lot of people are actually getting it, but there's only 20 spots on there total, so... I think there's like 13 left, (laughs) so y'all might want to go get that, or there's a $20 or a $60 one, and plus tons of content that I'm uploading, uh, tons of informational, uh, spiritual things, experiences that you guys will have early access to, so definitely take advantage of the Patreon and become a patron. I am so, so, so thankful. I'm in so much gratitude. Um, the later tiers, so tier, tier two and three, they will be getting some shout outs. Uh, we will be talking more and you guys will have a very interactive place in the podcast. So I'm super excited about that. Um, the Patreon will be in the description. It's just patreon.com slash SoulDriveGlobal. Everything is super easy as far as our social media goes. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good jazz with the same handle, Soul Drive Global. So thank you guys for your shares. Please let me know if you found us through the podcast or if you're listening to the podcast. Share it. Let people know. It really, truly means the world to me. All right. So getting into our topic for today. Y'all, okay, let's talk about healing first and foremost. Healing is something that we have to do for personal reasons, okay? Everybody wants to talk about heal your family, heal the generation. And yes, all of that is relevant. Yes, we will heal the generations. Yes, we will heal the family. But the main reason that you should be healing is for you. Okay, if you're not doing it for you, it's not real. (laughs) And if you're doing it for other reasons, eventually you're going to come to that place of healing for yourself. So it's okay if you're not motivated to heal for you, because not everybody starts out being motivated for themselves. A lot of people are in a self-sacrificing place in their life. And so when you start talking healing to people who are used to self-sacrificing, and doing it for themselves, oftentimes they don't understand. (laughs) They're like, what? Heal for me? But I want to save the world. Trust me, I used to have this uh, savior complex. And it's not necessary. (laughs) It's not necessary to be the one to carry all the burden on your shoulders. If that is you, I want you to take a deep breath right now. (sighs) Just let it go. Just say, I am doing the best for myself because I love myself say it as many times a day as you need to simply because it is necessary to love yourself through the things that you've been through. It's necessary to love yourself. Um, in relationships and just a solo relationship with yourself. The more you love on yourself, the more you are getting closer to you and your purpose on a spiritual level, on a mental level, emotional level, physical level. Alignment comes when we do things for ourselves and not that we don't have a a collective mission. This is what really gets me about people who start in the spiritual. the spiritual community, and they're all like, love and light. We have a collective purpose. And yes, we absolutely do have a collective purpose. Yes, we have a purpose with the collective. Amazing. (laughs) That is amazing. First of all, it is beautiful to be a part of this collective. You are always connected. You're interconnected. That's the way energy works. We came here with a purpose. We are connected on very deep levels with so many of these beautiful beings on earth. And it's important that we understand that separation is indeed a scam. (laughs) Like that's something else that I was saying uh, in social media this week is separation is a scam and we are taught separation from the very beginning. And that is what keeps us from coming into our true purpose and understanding. um, And that's really like the also the beginning of trauma. (laughs) Like, uh, coming through the birth canal is like, that's not traumatic enough <laughs> through with all these doctors and hospitals surrounding us. Now we got to be taught that our, our systematic oppression, we've got to be taught that, uh, about racism. We've got to be taught, well, we've got to be taught to be racist at that point. We've got to be taught to incorporate separation. And we're taught that through our family members, through the people that we are, uh, exposed to early on. And when we're talking about traumatic events, what is more traumatic than getting further and further away from our life purpose and from our natural state of being? Our natural state of being is love. So if we are like, kids are so innocent, y'all. Most, most of us know this. Kids are innocent. Kids do not come into this world being like, you know, uh, fuck your life, Fuck your shit. Like you're different from me. Like they're not like that. Go on YouTube and watch some kids' videos when they meet other cultures and other people. Go watch some kids, okay? Like kids are so amazing, and they really do show us our most purest forms, our truest essence. And I want you guys to know that if you need to <laughs> to see the goodness in the world, go look at some kids, okay? So we're already experiencing a traumatic event when we're coming out of the womb, which is made out of darkness. It's comfortable, it's warm. It is um, our, you know, our sacred space for the time that we're in the womb. And I think about that in the same terms of universal sense, like our souls coming into the womb, knowing that you know, subconsciously, we have a mission, we have a purpose of of our families, we are born into our families for a reason, we chose our life for a reason. And when you start recognizing that you as a being are more consciously aware than what you may give yourself credit for, a lot of us are like, well, I didn't choose this life. That's not necessarily true. A lot of the times, uh, a lot of the times we don't realize or give ourselves enough credit. We don't give ourselves enough power. We're constantly uh, taught to take our power away. We're constantly taught to be dependable and rely on other sources to understand our purpose. and our purpose is deep within ourselves. Our purpose is innate. We automatically feel drawn to certain things. and if you're not feeling drawn, to do anything or to be anything is because you're you've gotten further and further away and you're in a deep place of conditioning. I'm sorry to break that down to you like that, but you're in a place of conditioning. You have been conditioned to steer further and further away from God, as we like to say, which is within you. Okay. Like it doesn't matter what religion, what spiritual preference you are. We embody a reflection of creation. We are the creator. We are creation at every point. If you want to go to Christianity terms, we are made in the image of God. We are the reflection of God. If God gave us free will, okay, because I know some some Christians may listen to this. I don't know. But if we're made in the image of God, if we are made with free will, then obviously God wanted us to be creators. And we actually have that natural birthright. So we're not even going to get on the Christian thing. Um, but I know that I do have a lot of transitioning Christian. Um, how do I put this? I have a lot of clients that have transitioned from Christian and they're trying to find themselves in their spirituality in the midst of the things that they have learned. Okay. So it's okay to have foundations. It's okay to have a basis for the things that you know. This is not a place this is not a podcast this is not a uh this is not the reality check that's going to be like yeah everything you've learned is stupid no we're not here to bash what you've learned we are here to celebrate what you've learned to acknowledge what needs to be reconstructed within you or what needs to be stripped away because it's okay to strip things away it's okay to like let things go we are always taught That we've got to, you know, have a certain amount of this or to be this in the physical or to not do this. And why is there so many limitations on life? Have y'all ever thought about that? Like, just sit down and be like, why is life so limiting? Why am I being limited in this lifetime? And how am I condoning and enabling this, this behavior? Like, am I telling myself that I can't do something? Am I limiting myself in any type of way? Nine times out of 10, you're the only person standing in your way at this point. You are the only person, sorry to break the news for you. You are the only person at this point that is in your way. You may have been taught X, Y, and Z. You may have been taught racism. You may have been taught separation. You may have been taught that classes are important or financial status or that you're supposed to work a nine to five for the rest of your life. You have been taught these things and that's okay. It's okay that you've been taught that. It's okay if you've been taught that your life is not Worth it or that you don't deserve to be loved because a lot of us are really just lacking self-love It's okay that you've been taught that you got to be captain save a Ho or captain save a demon Whichever one it is, you know, it's okay I'm here to tell you that this again is not the podcast to bash your journey and where you've come from Because it's not about where you've come from. It's about where you're going It's about what are you going to do next? What is your next move? What do you require from yourself at this point? Are you requiring self-love? Are you requiring that you respect yourself, that others respect you? Are you requiring that boundaries be put down so that you can find yourself in the midst of of everything else going on? And that may sound a little contradictory, is utilizing boundaries in order to be free. But a lot of us are at a place, uh, we're in the middle. We're not free yet, but we're still chained down by other people. And we're trying to transition that thought process. Boundaries are so important because other people don't have boundaries. Other people don't know how to love you because they don't know how to love themselves they do not respect you because they don't respect themselves. And so if you are in front of people who don't respect themselves, they cannot respect you and they cannot honor your being for who you are. You don't put somebody who doesn't recognize royalty in front of royalty. Okay. You are royalty, baby. You got to claim it. You got to love on yourself and be like, you know what? Royalty, if I, if if I am embracing everything that I am, that means that I've got to put people in check gracefully. I've got to let them know that that's not how you approach me, boo. That's not how you do that. And when we reinforce our own boundaries and our own self-love, when we love ourselves, that is when we teach other people how to love them. (laughs) We become an example. You know, it's lead by example, not by what you say. And the hardest times, the hardest moments when it comes to loving on yourself is loving on yourself in the presence of other people that you love when they don't love themselves. And that has even been something that's resurfacing a lot for me, my clients, everybody, is that you can't force the people around you, the people that you love, you can't force them to love themselves. All you can do is show them that it's possible. All you can do is show them that another life is possible. That's all you can do. So healing starts within the self. Healing starts when you decide to love on you. Healing starts when you decide that you do not want to be boxed down or chained or conditioned by this society anymore. When you want to get closer to your spirit, it's because you're recognizing that you are spirit and that you spirit never left you. Your higher self never left you. And I actually, we gonna talk about higher selves in another uh, podcast because somebody had a whole debate that I was looking at. Um, but anyway, so your higher self never left you. Your spirit team never left you. You were never disconnected from the universe. No matter how lost you felt, those feelings of separation were engraved in you. Your natural state of being is wholeness. Your natural state of being is love and healing. And, and growth, and joy, and peace, all of those things, when you are not at peace, you're not in your natural state, and it's okay to be where you're at, the main thing here, I'm going to speak a little bit about, uh, before we go into generational trauma, which I have a story about, it's important to also note that healing has to take place, At every stage, which I know I brought this up, but healing is an ongoing process. It's not like you just heal, um, all of this trauma. It's not like you just heal all of this trauma and then you stop healing. (laughs) There's always going to be deeper parts of ourselves, especially because we've lived lifetimes. We, this is not your only life nine times out of 10, unless you're like a baby soul you know, but hey, get a reading for that. (laughs) Um, But this is probably not your only lifetime. You've probably endured trauma in old lifetimes, which is probably why you have anxieties that you can't explain, like a fear of swimming or a fear of uh, drowning or a fear of fire. There's probably something that you've occurred in your life to, something that you've experienced in your life to a Basically, have that fear be present right now. So understand that your fears, your anxieties, your uncomfortability, um, your discomfort is going to be what leads you into the deeper parts of you. It's called shadow work. (laughs) Some of you may not know, but shadow work is difficult. It's difficult to face trauma. It's difficult to face yourself, to be honest with you and be like, you know what? I have a problem admitting is the first step and saying that you have a problem or saying that you're working on something or allowing yourself, uh, gentleness as you're healing is so important and so relevant. So, <clears throat> excuse me, right here, right now, <laughs> let me get some water for uh, right here, right now. Mm. Hope that was a little ASMR for you guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <clears throat> But whenever, right here, right now, just go ahead and be like, I am so thankful for myself. I am congratulating myself for how far that I've come. Just say it with me. Like, take a deep breath. (sighs) However, you need to just release that tension for you. You don't have to be in a state of, Of chaos within yourself. Whenever you're in a state of chaos within yourself, you're doing yourself a disservice. And it's time for you to work on some things. It's time for you to address the uncomfortable elephant in the room, which you may be the only person that recognizes that elephant. Or you may be trying to, you may have been putting that elephant off for so long and that's why you feel suffocated. It's because the room keeps getting smaller and smaller and it's because you need to address it. You know, things become less scary when you actually face them. (laughs) Like the initial taking the jump is the hardest part. Taking the leap to be like, okay, I'm going to address this uncomfortable, um, exhausting thing that has been on me and on my back and on my shoulders, the burdens that are weighing me down. It's time for me to face that and face the truth in that. And if you don't know where the truth begins with that, write out your feelings. Oh my gosh, I tell everybody this, write out, I don't care if you gotta write out one word. I don't care if you can't formulate a sentence with it. Just be like angry. And then dive deep into what makes you fucking angry, (laughs) you know, dive deep into what makes you sick? What makes you upset? What gets you sad? Why are you lonely? Why are you frustrated? Why do you have uh, like, why? (laughs) Ask yourself the why and when, when was the first time that you felt this way? When was the very first time that you ever felt this way? This is a hard question for a lot of people when it comes to healing. Because asking yourself the first time that you ever felt alone requires you to go back to your childhood. And that's not always easy. And you may have to do some meditation. You may have to do some contemplating. And that's okay. And if you get into too dark of a spot to where you feel like you're not gonna come out, It's okay to go into another subject or to go into a more positive thing or to, you know, do some self-care in between working on your shadow work. Because if you're just shadow work, shadow work, shadow work, if you're just in the dark all the time, that's not a healthy balance just like if you're in the light all the time, you're blinded. <laughs> you are blinded if you're in the light all the time. If you are always love and light, I know I'm a very optimistic person, y'all, but I'm not always love and light. I go through my emotions just like everybody else. The key part to healing is that you understand your emotions. This is called emotional intelligence. I'm actually going to make some videos on this. Emotional intelligence is when you can look at your emotion And understand it, or you can dive into understanding it or why that is happening. You're basically separating yourself from the feeling. So, what that means is if I'm angry in the moment, say I'm having a really heated discussion, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a step back. If I feel those emotions coming up, which mindfulness really helps with this. I covered mindfulness in another video, in another podcast. But mindfulness is what helps you to catch your emotions before they overtake you. Emotions are dangerous to a lot of people. This is why they do not, this is why most people do not address trauma. (laughs) Because when they get in their emotions, they are overtaken by the energy that is held within those emotions and that is dangerous angry people are dangerous to me um but I, I face the danger. I think it's fun to face the danger. And it only became fun for me to address shadow work when I started seeing the results of my healing. So if you're at the beginning stages of healing or you haven't worked through a lot of trauma, no, this shit is not fun. <laughs> and this shit is not fun even when you're going in the midst of it. Like there's times where I'm like, okay, I do not want to deal with this, but I have to because I realized the moment that I start feeling the emotion, Start to peek up or you know creep up on me, and be like, "Hey, I'm here. What's good?" No, we finna. I'm finna turn around and be like, "What's good with you? Where you come from? Why? Why are you here?" I'm finna address the emotion because, um, homeboy, I didn't call for you, and homeboy finna be like, "Uh, yes, you did. Uh, this is what I do when you get like this. This is what I do. This is the trigger. You gotta find what triggers you." If something is triggering to you, you can't keep putting yourself in situations that are triggering. So, but you can't put, you can't be cautious about the situations you're in if you don't know what triggers you. If you are unaware of what triggers you, you're going to be in a constant cycle of being triggered. You're going to feel like life is falling. (laughs) You're going to feel like life is falling from the sky. You're going to feel like life is never in alignment with you. And it's because you are not in alignment with life you are not in alignment with the universe when you are in constant trigger mode you are not in alignment and that's okay it's all right <laughs> because even if you're not in alignment with yourself you are exactly where you need to be and that's that's a hard place to it's sometimes hard to uh, acknowledge that is that it's okay to be where you're at it's okay to feel how you feel it is perfectly fine to be dealing with trauma and shadow work and not knowing your triggers and finding out your triggers. All of that is relevant. Every single part of it is a journey. And when you recognize the journey, bam, it's like, that's the most important thing. It's not about the end goal. It's about the things that you learn and the things that you embrace on this journey. So going back to how I deal with the situation with emotional intelligence Emotional intelligence is awesome because when, the more you practice it, the better you become just like any other skill, right? So you may not be very good at it right now, and that's okay. It just means that the more you become aware of yourself, the more the more you watch your own actions, your own tones, the way you speak, the way you move, and you start questioning why you do things, the more aware you'll become uh, when these situations arise. So if I'm in the middle of of if if I'm, if I feel an argument brewing, right. And I'm like, okay. And I'm starting to feel, I'll start to feel the heat in my body. I'll start to feel the emotion. I may start to feel me begin to cry or, you know, I'm having some kind of reaction, right? So I'm going to notice the signs physically. I'm going to notice the signs emotionally. And I'm going to ask myself, what does this mean for me mentally? And what does this mean for me spiritually? Because your emotional and your physical go together. And you're, this is how I break it down. So to me, the the physical and the emotional are closest together. And then the, uh, the mental and the spiritual coincide right next to each other. And then when you bring all of those things together, it, it really is so beautiful. Like you can accomplish any and everything when you recognize what is what. Okay, so it's not as as complicated. It's not as confusing. So when I'm dealing with a situation and I feel it creeping up on me, I step away from the situation first and foremost, because I do not want to act on things that are not of me, that are not of my highest good. I also do not want to entertain energy that I do not want to live in right so if i'm constantly seeing the future for myself if i'm constantly creating my reality why would i want to live in a negative emotion why not saying that i shouldn't feel it all right so this is where it, it, people get it confused this is not that love and light bullshit like ignore your issues that's not what this is okay this is i need to go ahead and address my own issue by myself Because whoever else is triggering you, it's not their fault that they are triggering you. You are triggered. You, you are the triggered one. Okay. And yes, they may be projecting their own triggers onto you. You may be feeling them to a certain extent to all you empaths. But that does not mean that you are not triggered personally to the point where you are not If anything is uncomfortable to you, you're triggered (laughs) or you are dealing with some kind of issue that you need to address. So number one, I step back from the situation and I deal with myself because it is not the other person's responsibility or their burden to to deal with my triggers. That may go over a lot of y'all's heads. It is not the responsibility of anyone else to deal with my problems. Okay, that's called taking responsibility for you. That's the first step to self-care and self-love, being responsible for you. When you take yourself out of the victim mindset, a lot of us are in that victimhood. Let me tell you about it, honey. When you take yourself out of being the victim, when you say, okay, it is not other people's problems that I react this way, even if it is a reaction, that reaction is still your problem you are the only one. Let people account for themselves. A lot of us are waiting for other people to be accountable for us personally, because we are constantly trying to take the burden, the blame, the responsibility for other people. So you're spreading yourself thin. You are spreading yourself so thin when you are constantly in everybody else's business. When you are constantly trying to fix other people, you are in their business. Okay, you are in a business. Tell them go mind a Let them mind their business, baby. I'm burning some incense, y'all. <laughs> like tell them to mind their business. Like tell them to deal with themselves, and then you go deal with you. You have got to, that's a part of boundaries too. Is being able to, um, to understand what is yours and what's not. And it's okay if you have a part that you play that is yours in that situation. That still does not make it that person's responsibility. All they can do is take responsibility for what they say to you, what they do to you, the intention that they have for you, the energy that they bring to the table. But a situation between two people is always energy from both people, okay? So you got to take responsibility for yourself. All right, so now that that conversation's done with, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. I'm not arguing about it. Do not bring it up to me about how X, Y, and Z did this, and now you, you know, now it's their fault that you're acting crazy. No, that's not the case. You just acting crazy because you want to, and you're trying to lash out because you're trying to get your own attention. You are trying to get your own attention. That is a cry for help, okay? So now that we got that out the way, um, when you step away from the situation to deal with yourself, that is emotional intelligence. <laughs> when you're asking yourself, why is this happening? What is this? What does this mean for me? Why am I having this reaction? That is, and then you feel the emotion. You feel the emotion, you understand where it's coming from. And then at that point, after you understand where the emotion come from came from, right? After you understand where that emotion came from, like, I'm going to give you guys an example. So when I was younger, I was bullied a lot and I always felt like I didn't have a voice. And so every time I could talk or I felt like I had to get my point across, I would talk over people. Right. And I still battle with this sometimes. (laughs) So I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm saying that sometimes I get so excited to say what I want to say because I didn't have platforms as a child to do this, to do so. And I've progressively become a better I've become a better listener over time. Okay, so it's not something you're going to be perfect at, at the first time I'm constantly like, literally, this is why I say constant, like healing is a journey. Healing is a constant journey where you're going through the motions and you're working on yourself every single time, every single time you address the same issue, the better you're getting at it. So that's progress. You're making progress. Like go ahead and shout out to you, baby. All right. (laughs) All right. So when I was younger, I didn't have a platform. I didn't feel like I had a platform. And um, some of my family was very disconnected when I was growing up. You know, so it is, so it is, so it was, whatever. So because that was what was going on in my childhood, I used to over talk people when I didn't feel heard. Like I would get aggressive with it in my adulthood or coming into uh, adolescence because I would literally be like, no, I need to be heard. Like somebody, please pay attention to me. Please hear me out. Like, why is the people that, why are the people that I love not listening? You know, and that was especially in relationships. It was like when I felt misunderstood in relationships, I had to over talk. I had to give all the details. I had to run the situation back a million times for this person for them to understand me. And that's not necessary. You know, I realized that I was causing more trauma and pain more than anything by doing that. And that's a hard truth too, is like, whenever you're acting out these triggers, the more you're adding fuel to the fire, the more you're again, recycling that energy, um, to continue moving forward and essentially adding more trauma to the people around you. (laughs) And it's okay to take your space. It's okay to take your time. It's if, if you care and love other people, it's more importantly to care and love yourself. And so, taking time for you to understand you on a deeper level is so relevant. <laughs> so that was something that I had to work through, and the more that I'm working through it, the more that I catch myself doing it, the better I become at working through those emotions, releasing them, letting them go. And understanding, again, why I do certain things. When you get why you do certain things, can't nobody tell you shit. (laughs) Can't nobody tell, like, I mean, yes, people can tell you stuff. Like, people can say, hey, I don't know if you noticed this, but you do this whenever you, uh, whenever it seems like you feel this way. Like, it's okay for people to tell you things that they notice about your triggers or things that, that you may not notice. It's Okay. For people to let you know that, because that lets you know that they care about you. As long as they're not attacking you, as long as it's not coming from an, an, a place of ill intent, like you know that you can, you know, reflect on yourself or at least take the criticism and be like, thank you. You know, I'm going to reflect on that. But, excuse me, when you are in tune with yourself, you are nine times out of ten going to pick up on a lot of things that you may do that you want to work through, or that you're going to change. And you're changing the narrative for yourself. So it's not that can't nobody tell you shit per se. But like, I mean that in terms of when you're dealing with narcissists, when you're dealing with other hurt people who are projecting their traumas on you, you've got to be able to tell what is your issue and what is theirs. And at that point, (laughs) when you are, when two toxic people are together, you got to know in your healing journey when somebody is projecting on you, when you are projecting on someone else. Those are equally important subject matters. Okay. So just understanding from that point and that perspective, the more you know yourself, the better. The more you are confident in. And the more you are confronting yourself, talk with your demons. Like a lot of us are so afraid of every little thing that's deep within our conscience. And if you are afraid to go deep within your mind and deep within the things that are tied to you, you are afraid of yourself. You are afraid of finding the real you because you feel like you're not going to enjoy who you are and it's okay to not enjoy who the hell you are it's okay for right now the main thing again is not who not what it is it's what how are you changing the narrative how are you changing your story to fit what you want to be if you want to be a better person then be that but in order to be a better person you got to know the fuck shit that you do okay like we can't sit here and say that that's not that's not what needs to happen All right. So address the elephant in the room. Now, as we're going into generational trauma, this was actually the main subject, (laughs) probably talked 35 minutes on just healing self alone. And I could go on forever, because I deal with this the most with my clients, and with the people that I care about is working through generational trauma, working through healing, being gentle with yourself. It's okay to congratulate how far you've come. Like celebrate all the baby steps, celebrate every step you take because it's all relevant. It's all necessary. And the more you celebrate your progress, the more motivated you're gonna be to continue facing the issues at hand. So generational trauma. The most amazing thing about life that I just am in love with is that we like ourselves in our body. They're listening to you The cells in your body are listening to you. So the way that you speak to yourself is listening And the way that your mom spoke to herself Was listening and the way that her mom's mom was talking to herself Listening their bodies were listening and their bodies were sharing that energy with the babies that they carried. For the father's side of things, again, he's going to carry the trauma of his mother and his mother's mother and their mother's mothers because the mother is the root of all. So essentially, I haven't figured out all the ways to explain that, but I will say that the amazing thing here is that we are all connected in our bloodline we're connected in the energy that we that we share and the healing that we share is just as important as the trauma that we share and so generational trauma generational curses generational energy generational wealth all of it follows through with the same type of thing and what i mean by that is is that you're going to feel trauma and energy from generations before you Okay, like the saying goes is when we heal ourselves, we heal seven generations before us and seven generations after us. And that's brilliant. Okay, first and foremost, that is so brilliant to be able to have that big of an impact on generations. Okay, like, of course, you can't force the people in your current life to heal. But what you can do is you can heal your energy. And that is going to trickle. Because time is an illusion, right? So if time is an illusion, the the pain is timeless. The healing is timeless. It, that energy is going to trickle like a raindrop in the ocean. It's just going to fall down and the waves are going to spread out in all directions. So that's really what healing is like. That's also what trauma is like. So rape is a big trauma in my family. Story time. Uh, rape is a big trauma in my family as it is in majority a lot of families molestation sexual abuse any type of sexual abuse and i didn't experience sexual abuse as an adult um until until 23 um but now that i but it, what it did was i put myself in a situation that was familiar to my trauma and therefore, it shed light on my trauma. Okay, so let me kind of back that up. So when I first started my spiritual journey uh, as an adult about five years ago, I kept wondering to myself, why can I not remember eight, like anything before the age of 10 for real? Like, my childhood is a real blur. <laughs> and I didn't understand why. I was like, why is my childhood a blur? why do I not remember so much from my childhood, it doesn't make sense, like, all these people have stories about their kid, like, their childhood, like, things that they did as a kid, and I'm just like, I don't know who the fuck I was, okay, don't ask me, I don't know, child. I don't know, (laughs) but that really bothered me, it bothered me that I didn't know who I was as a kid, because, again, like, That's where your conditioning comes from. So obviously I've blocked out a big part of my conditioning at that point. I was like, okay, who am I? Why am I so conditioned? And what happened for me to block off such a major portion of my life? Like what was so painful that I didn't want to face that part of myself anymore? And there's a big connection between memory and spirituality. So first things first, I experienced a lot of spiritual phenomena or paranormal phenomena as a kid. And uh, a lot of it was very scary because I didn't know how to deal with it, right? So nobody else in my family besides my grandmother was really in tune with that. My mom a little bit, yes. Um, But I didn't really have a lot of support spiritually, which I'm not blaming anyone for that. You know, you can't help somebody in an area that you don't know anything about. Uh, My grandmother did the best she could to do healing rituals, to uh, connect with the ancestors in different ways. But we all have a different journey. Okay, so blah, blah, blah. We're not going to focus on the pinpoint of my other family members. So my experience with sexual trauma, as I came to find out later on, actually a year and a half ago, was... I was traumatized by, um, my cousins and I also, I had several accounts where I was touched as a, as a child, where I was sexually abused as a child. And I didn't understand why I was so sexual so early. And I also didn't understand why I felt, um, like I was unable to really have sex naturally. And why I couldn't get into the groove with partners and why I felt so inadequate to be sexual. Like all of those things were big questions for me as I was coming into adulthood, especially. But I also asked myself, why was I seeking so much sexual attention as a teenager as well? Like even before teenage years, like (laughs) age 10, like the things that I can remember, 10, 11, 12 You know, before even going into teenage years, I was a very sexual being. And this is not like divine love sexual. This is like seeking attention, seeking attention. So I'm going to put it that way. And when I was reflecting, I didn't remember anything from that time frame. So I had to dive deep into some memories that were uncomfortable for me. I had to like, and I would ask my family members, I was asking my family members for years. Are you sure nothing happened to me? Are you sure? And they didn't remember. And then finally my grandmother remembered something. She was like, you know, you came back from your dad's very strange one time and you wouldn't stop crying. So we had to do a healing ritual. Well, this healing ritual It's probably the beginning of when I lost my memories, when I started uh, releasing trauma from my life without addressing it or understanding it. So, and it's not my grandmother's fault at all. She did what was best for me. And I'm very grateful for that because again, this is a journey. So anyway, so she knew that I came home different that time. She knew that I was not the same. She knew that I was not the same little girl. And that's what mattered. Okay. And she was like, you wouldn't tell anybody, you wouldn't tell anybody what happened. And now that I remembered, there was multiple cousins that like had pit me down and there was multiple um, men that also touched me as a kid that I didn't really understand what was going on. Um, although I wasn't necessarily raped as a child, like the sexual abuse was definitely there. And that is a trauma that follows my family. It's in my family from my mom's 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 mom, mom's like sexual trauma is a thing. It's a thing in our family. And so when I realized that I had an issue with it, I also realized that this was an issue that had been going on for generations and that energy is being recycled in my family. So the best thing that I can do is to heal myself, because when I heal myself, I'm putting an end to that trauma. I'm putting an end to letting that trauma dictate how I feel about relationships. I'm putting an end to how that trauma dictates how I look at myself. And I'm putting an end to all things that control me from that experience, And that's why I can talk about it freely. Now I can understand it. Although I can't pinpoint all the people that did touch me as a kid, um, because I don't remember a lot of their names, or who they were. I remember the instances and I was able to send healing energy to the child me. Getting to know your inner child is so important. Because that's a lot of the stagnation in our creative energy is often tied to our connection with our inner child. Your inner child is creative, your inner child is intuitive. Your inner child is a free being. And when you're not at your when you're not you're not at your best, when you're not channeling your inner child. So that playfulness, that joy, that peace, that happiness, it's necessary it's so necessary. So when we are changing the narrative of ourselves, we're healing again, seven generations before us, seven after. And that is so brilliant to think about because there are so many stories in my family where sexual trauma and rape was not justified, where nobody had justice, where where we weren't able to fight for our rights as people. And that was really sad for me to grow up hearing and understanding, but it was necessary. It was important for me to know the truth and I will never regret the truth. The truth will set you free. Okay. Like that's the, that's a real, that's a real quote, a real deal quote right there. The truth will set you free. And when you understand like the truth is going to be painful, but it's going to give you a, a perspective that you need in order to heal and move forward. So taking your time with the things that you're finding out about yourself. And let me just mention, it doesn't matter if you can't remember right now or not. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what age you speak up about your trauma, no matter what it is, whether it's being abused, or whether it's not feeling like you were beautiful enough, or handsome enough or like you had issues or you have self-esteem issues all of these things derive from somewhere so the best thing you can do is to go deep inside and it's not your responsibility to heal people that are currently living okay like it's not your responsibility to walk up to them and be like you know uh your burdens uh they need to be worked on like in your family for example, I can't, I'm not just going to walk up to my mom and be like, yeah, you need to, uh, you know, you need to do this or I'm carrying this burden. I'm not going to carry my mom's burdens. Okay. Like when I realized that she has her experiences that she needs to work through, just like I have my experiences that I need to work through that set the tone for me. And although I wish her healing, And I definitely am here to give her a perspective if she needs to, or a listening ear if she needs to talk about her healing. That's the most I'm going to do. One of the big questions you guys asked me was, how do we know what is our responsibility and what's not? And that's such a good question. But ultimately, if it is affecting you, you you are your responsibility, first and foremost. You are your responsibility. So anything that affects you is your responsibility to work through. But it is not your responsibility to relive their trauma every single time and it is not your responsibility to take the blunt of their trauma if they are not healing themselves. Okay, like again, all you can do is be that example. You can't be anybody's crutch because the moment that you become that, you're enabling them to continue living in that victimhood of their trauma. You're enabling them to continue doing what they've been doing. The universe is going to make us all uncomfortable. Like we're always making ourselves uncomfortable simply because the way we, we react or the things that we attract are a part of us. Everything that you experience is a reflection of you in some kind of way, whether you're understanding that you need to celebrate how far you've come or there's still things that you need to work on. You are constantly going to attract energy that of where you're at. So what you're experiencing right now is a reflection of you in the past. What you're experiencing in the future is a reflection of where you're at right now. And so when you understand that, and you're in that awareness, you're able to better dictate where your energy goes. Therefore, again, breaking the cycles of that energy repeating in your life consistently, whether that's in relationships. So if you keep saying, I keep getting ain't shit ass men, then you probably an ain't shit ass woman or vice versa, or whatever the, the nature of your relationship is. If you keep Attracting certain types of partners and partners are a really good reflection of where you're at, like of the growth that you've done, the the self love work that you've done. Your partner is going to reflect a lot of that. And if you have love for yourself, eventually, I mean, you're probably going to encounter a few partners when you start to create boundaries. You're going to attract a few partners that reflect your past, right? But if you don't entertain that energy, And you just keep it moving. You're like, you know what? That's not where I'm at anymore. And you just keep it moving and you keep waiting and you keep living for yourself. Eventually, a partner that lives for their self and has healed through a lot of their trauma is going to surface in your life. And that's when you know, like, okay, you know, I'm all caught up with energy. (laughs) I'm all caught up. But the more you keep putting that self love energy out there, the more you're going to attract people, places, situations, and things that really, um, show and reinforce that you're living in that energy. So if you keep coming across a problem, you're probably dealing with some kind of karmic issue or something that you need to deal with, something that you have attracted in your life up to this point, for sure. So that's how it works. That is how it works. Okay. okay. That is how it works. So when you are dealing with generational trauma, you're dealing with family and, you know, trying to heal the family, heal the roots, healing your ancestors is a whole nother conversation. Like that's a whole nother podcast right there. Healing your ancestors is another podcast. Um, but we'll definitely talk about it. And, uh, let me know you guys feedback on that on if, you know, you want to hear more about ways to heal within your family without getting so involved. um, without getting so consumed, I I guess is the proper word, like getting consumed is a major thing. A lot of us and even myself at some points have gotten consumed with trying to heal others. And then it became a point where those people were dependent on me and I had to step away from the situation. So I know that I said that we were going to talk about generational curses and generational wealth and things like that, all that good jazz, but we're coming up on an hour. And I want you guys to know that that is a whole nother convo that we'll touch on at a later time and definitely dig deep into. But Let me know if you really liked this podcast, if or if you have any feedback on it, or let me know if you're dealing with some generational trauma, and how you are coping or showing yourself self love along the way to work through these Uh, This healing journey that you're on. It's very beautiful. It's very lovely. I love you. The divine loves you. And you're at such a beautiful place no matter which part of your journey you're at. You know, we always got to start somewhere. The big thing is just starting. And it's not about the finish line either. It's just about taking our time, working through things, allowing it to be a place of self discovery. And also, again, allowing people to handle their own burdens and just being an example for our healing overall. But that is all guys. (laughs) That's all for this podcast. All right. So I will be dropping another podcast uh, sometime this uh, upcoming week and a half, probably two weeks. Let me know if you have topics that you want to discuss. I'm so excited to continue this podcast throughout this year. Uh, Please support Living in Spirit. If you'd like to sponsor, uh, let me know. Definitely give you some shout outs on here. Maybe some little discounts on the website. And please go support the website with ancestral products from my ancestors to you. And that is at souldriveglobal.com. All the links are going to be in the bio. Uh, Please share with your friends. Let's talk more about generational healing and getting the ball rolling with being real with ourselves. And stop all that fake shit. Stop all the love and light bullshit. Okay? It is love and light, but we're going to keep it at a, a, a good balance. Okay. All right. I love you guys. The divine loves you. It's your girl Zayn spirit and I am out.